no one else is going to be you. And I think majority of the time people will get hired because of who they are. That is actress Tamina Sonny. And I'm Lee Foster. You're listening to Action, the no bullshit podcast dedicated to the pursuit of acting excellence. Tamina's film and TV credits include Argo, Children of Men, NCIS, CSI, Californication, Heroes, The Newsroom, The Following, and many, many more. I hope you enjoyed this episode. But before we get to the interview, I want to recommend you check out WeRehearse.com. It's an online rehearsal space for actors like you and me. I use it all the time whenever I need a reader before an audition. I don't get paid to say this. I just love it. I use it. And I think you should check it out. WeRehearse.com. All right, Tamina Sonny, thank you so much for uh, being on this show, first of all. Well, thank you for having me. So you've been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Anybody who's interested can go check you out on IMDb, but uh, just a few of the highlights. Um, You were in uh, Children of Men, which is a huge favorite of mine, Californication, The Newsroom, NCIS, Extant, Argo. That's a big (laughs) one. when When you list it off like that, I'm just here going... Yeah. Wow. That's pretty, pretty (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, why don't you take us through a brief history of your career? When did you move to LA? Big moments, um, stuff like that. Absolutely. So, um, I can honestly say that me falling into acting was never something that was planned. Um, as a kid, I was definitely a, a movie and TV buff where I would just sit for hours watching movies and TV shows. Um, but coming from an Indian family, uh, having academic subjects and academia pushed on me throughout my education was the aim. So I went to university or what you guys call college, and I got my degree in computer science and business and marketing. And, um, I was happy working as a marketing executive uh, for one of Richard Branson's company. And then one day, an acting agent said, I would love to represent you as an actress. And I thought it was bonkers. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, are you talking to me? And um, he just sowed the seed in my mind. And I thought, okay, why not? Let's try this. I just remember going into auditions, falling flat on my face, having absolutely no idea what I was doing. But then one of my very early projects was Children of Men and um, happened to land that. And that was the best education and experience that has ever happened to me, especially so early on in my career. Going on set every day was like going into an acting class, just watching Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, working with Alfonso Cuaron on a daily basis, seeing how the crew worked, just everything was so intriguing to me that I suddenly found a passion and a fire and I just wanted to continue it. So soon after the movie, I came out to LA and I really wanted to study with an acting coach, um, Larry Moss and Michelle Danner. And I started to do that. And then I just really enjoyed being in LA. So I would keep sort of popping back. And every time I came back, I would just work really, really hard just to meet managers and agents. And at that time, I didn't have anything, no footage, hardly any credit. So it was really sort of banging my head against a brick wall. But then 
after some time, and I mean quite a lot of time, um, I managed to get a manager who believed in me and we worked together and um, just ended up, started to formulate a team with an agent and here I am now. The rest is history. <laughs> wow. I got a couple of uh, questions right off the bat. Um, so you said that you were going to auditions and you just you didn't know what you were doing and then you got Children of Men and you learned a lot on that set. Can you think of any specific lessons that you learned while you were on, on that set? Some really interesting moments that I remember is just the way that it was a team, that there was so much respect. Um, Alfonso had a vision and the cast were open, communicated. That was a very key thing that I, I realized because everyone came with what they thought onto the table and through collaboration, magic was born. And it gave me a real insight that there's not a right or wrong answer. It's very much about, you know, you go with what you feel is is right. And then you work with the director and you work with other actors and you just play and just great things happen. Um, but respect was, was a thing that just was the biggest highlight. And um, just how all the crew and the cast, it was like one big family. And I loved this. And I'd never experienced this in my education or my work life, that there was an environment like this. It was very special. Yeah. Wow. Uh, how long have you been in L.A.? I have been in L.A., well, properly for just over six and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Because obviously coming from England, it's hard to be here all the time and to get your visa that's a whole sort of rigmarole and a, a whole different debate right yeah I've heard that uh, from some people what is uh besides that what are some things that you wished you had heard before you moved to LA you know what I wish that there were so many things people could have told me just how it works just how the industry works just as, as an individual to understand about how to brand yourself, how to market yourself, how to understand your niche. Because once you understand that, you present yourself in that way where it helps other people push you to those, those projects and the things that fit you best. Whereas, um, you know, your reps look after so many people that I feel that as an individual, the more work and understanding that you can do yourself about what you feel feels good for you about doing extracurricular things that work with how you brand yourself. So for example, say that I really feel that I'm great with action stuff. Well, I should be constantly doing stage combat, martial arts, hand um, gun, automatic rifle, you know, lots of training to be able to possess those skills. So when the opportunities arise, um, you're just, you're there, you're, you're ready to fire. I also think it's key to understanding how the audition process works here. For one role, there is a submission of like three to 5,000. So just understanding what makes a good headshot, because that's your calling card for, for people to just take notice as a, as a trawling through um, pages and pages and pages of pictures. Um, understanding um, how to make the best choices of materials, how to how to make it your own, how to do things that are going to just give you that extra bit 
that someone else may have not thought about to be different, to go in there and win the room, to just, there's all these components that you just keep learning as each day goes along. And, I, and I'm still constantly learning. Right. So I've actually, this is a, this is a hot topic for me because I'm thinking, well, I've, I'm pretty much planning to go to LA for, uh, the winter at least, and maybe, maybe longer, maybe forever. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, do you think that it's effective for people to come out for pilot season as they say? Well, here's the thing. The way that this town runs or works is by trust. So if this is going to be your first pilot season and you may not have the the awesome reps that have the best relationships with casting, with the studios, it may be a little harder. Um, it takes groundwork. It takes a good few trips to come out, to have meetings with people, for them to get to know you, for them to, um, it's, it's like making a friend, <laughs> you know, that that's the whole process. And then once you become friends, you get invited to audition. But if someone doesn't know who you are, then that process is going to take longer. So I personally say to people who are thinking of coming out for pilot season, I've seen this happen so many times that people get so frustrated and they're just here twiddling their thumbs and they see out their friends who have been here longer going out for auditions and they're like, well, why don't they like me? And it's got nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that once people trust you, once people know you, once people know that you are here and who you are, you're invited. The doors are open, but it does take groundwork. And the other thing as well is pilot season. Okay. Yes, it is that chunk of time from the third week of January until like the beginning of March, where it's definitely for the networks having a constant flow of, of scripts that have been green lit to cast. But because of the cable shows, um, because when these shows actually the ones that will take off, they, you know, there'll be more episodes than need to be cast. So a lot of people forget that it's actually throughout the year to be here is key because during pilot season, it's a whole flux of people that come here. So you want to be here where cast and directors can have time to see you, have a general with you. Once you're there, it's like, oh my God, I'm working on a project. This will be great for you. I'm going to call you in. So I always... I always just give the advice to friends that, you know, come at different times of the year and really, really just invest in being here a few times. Gotcha. So you mentioned that you have uh, agents and managers uh, and you were talking about marketing yourself and how important that is. What are some things that you do and that the people who are listening can do to market themselves on their own? So we're in the entertainment industry. And as an actor, you are a product, you're a commodity, and the people who represent you represent you because you will make money. So I think, and this is where I see things a little bit different because I do see it more as um, more as business. So in terms of you being a product, it's like seeing, it's like walking into a supermarket and you're walking through the aisle. And there's so many different types of chocolates, but there's going to be a couple of like various chocolates that are going to like pop out to you. Why is that? So I always sort of say to myself or to other people, 
what differentiates you? What do you think it is? If that's the case, highlight it more and then go on that and play that more um, to be recognized, to be noticed, to be able to be differentiated and then take it broader. That's very interesting. You're smirking. <laughs> I'm thinking a lot about what you were saying uh, about knowing your type and, and then accentuating that. I'm always getting called in for – I'm two things. I'm always the boyfriend or I'm young dad. Yeah, You're the Ryan Gosling type, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got an ism of him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what Darren said as well. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Not that one. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to try to have to do that. But then here's the thing, what I was saying, you see. If people are saying that and it's quite evident and there's only one of him and he's doing good and, like, you know, doing all the other things – it's like if you get other people to see how you are, then they can kind of package you in that light, in that way. Right. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you've been, uh, you've been in L.A. for over six years. What are some of the major breakthroughs that you had in the development of your craft? So that could be like tricks you've learned for auditioning well, um, certain things that you've learned um, that help you to create a character when you're on set, anything like that? One of the most important things that is recently actually um, where I've had my aha moment is that just embracing who you are and understanding how unique you are, use it, be you. And I remember my agent in the UK was just like, Tamina, Go in there and be yourself. And I used to think to myself, well, how can I be myself? Because obviously this character has got these, um, these, these character traits, et cetera, et cetera. But then I suddenly realized that if everyone's going in and playing those colors that it's highlighted on the breakdown, everyone's going to do something very similar. So just embrace who you are and go in and be you and just add a bit more of a flair of you. No one else is going to be you. And I think majority of the time people will get hired because of who they are. The casting directors and the directors can see their essence and that's what they cast off of. I, 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 you know, yeah. And as I said, it's only a recent occurrence that this has dawned on me and I actually think it's the most important thing. Yeah. I just read, um, I reread a quote, uh, today, I think, and I'm going to butcher this, but it's something like, you are vastly more interesting than any actor you could pretend to be and or any character you could pretend to be. And I think that's so true. And I heard stuff like that for a long time when I first started my career. People would say, you know, just you being you is enough and, and you're enough. And I kept thinking, I don't know what that means, but now I finally understand it. That just being you is so interesting to other people. And then maybe it's, it's not interesting to you because you've always been looking out your own eyes. You've always exactly. been looking in the mirror. But when other people see it, it's so real and it's interesting. Absolutely. It's like whatever's happened in your day, don't just try and blank it out or whatever. It's part of you. It makes you who you are at that moment, at that time. It's just being present in your own body in that moment. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, I love people watching, just sitting and just watching people and just think, wow, oh my God, like you're not doing anything, but you're so interesting. And you're right. We forget that we are the same. And that's something that definitely should be embraced where it's, you know, just be you, enjoy being you, go into that room and have fun. That's the other thing as well. Just enjoy it. 
Right. So do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy auditioning? I stopped for a little while because I was always trying to seek the end game, which was like, I have to book this. I have to book this. And I've just come out of pilot season and I've had the best pilot season because I have just enjoyed it and just had fun with it. And whether it was like right or wrong, it was just having an experience for each reading, just being creative and then just stepping into some other shoes and for that moment, just letting go. And I think that's what it is. I mean, it's so hard to just keep on getting so nervous and, and just, you know, you're in a room with other people who are just very similar to you and, and all these things that can kind of like be a, a mind game and kind of like set you off. But just sitting back and just going, wow, I'm here. And whatever happens, happens. And that's it. So um, I'm very curious. Can you tell us about how many auditions do you have in an average week? Because I know how it is here in Chicago. I've never worked in L.A., and I'm really curious how that works. Are we just talking about theatrical or commercial and print and voiceover? Because, you know, there's like, you know, being an actor out here, there are different ways to um, produce an income. And they're all parts of working as an actor. Um, so generally if I was to include my voiceover, my commercial, my theatrical on a good week, it would be anything from five to eight. Um, pilot season was a very, very interesting year this year because I feel that the whole topic of diversity, um, has been so big that there were so many pilots that had, um, characters that I could fit into which was great. So I saw a real huge shift that's just getting better. And I hope it's going to get even better. I'm assuming it's that came, uh, or that was, that was really highlighted by the Oscars, right? The whole thing about the Oscars. Yeah. But saying that I also feel as well, um, last year there were some key TV shows that, that sort of broke the mold, um, empire, um, off the boat, um, the Bollywood actress, Priyanka Chopra, um, lead in Quantico. So that kind of all happened before the, the whole Oscars debate. Um, so with TV, it just feels like they had that head start and this year was just fantastic. Archie Punjabi is going to be, um, having the lead of her own show called the jury on ABC. And, and so there's all these great, great breaking down of walls where it's just not having just one diverse actor in a project, like a token person, but just having more roles for lots of, you know, just, just like how the world works. <laughs> it's a multicultural world and that should be reflected in projects. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that that's happening and that you're actually able to see uh, a change. Let's just hope it gets even better, yeah. but great, great steps to start with. Wonderful. Um, so I want to talk about networking a little bit. Uh, first of all, how important do you think it is? And then if you do think it's important, how do you practice it? I do believe that there is an importance in networking if it's done correctly um, at the right times. You don't want to be seen as the individual who's always out with a drink in your hand. I also believe that once you start having good reps, they do a lot of the work that sort of saves a lot of networking as well. 
because they're pushing you, they're talking about you, you're just going straight in and straight into to read for things or, or meetings where you're not in that environment where one can be vulnerable maybe. I'm not the best networker. Neither am I. I yeah, right. I'm not hardly out, but I believe that my reps do a great job to get me where I need to get to. I have huge faith in that. Gotcha. But then again, there's some people who are fantastic at networking and can charm the pants off anyone and can make things happen. Yeah, I'm jealous of them. <laughs> Darren. <laughs> Darren's a good one. <laughs> um, so uh, what exactly does – and I, I, my brother's out in LA. He's a screenwriter out there and he has uh, agents and managers. I've only ever had agents. What exactly does uh, a manager do? Well, the whole point of a manager is that a manager manages your career, but there are levels of managers. Um, if you're someone who's sort of starting out, then they help develop you. They introduce you to the, to the industry. Um, and they really, really push people to meet you. So they use their relationships to be able to make that happen. Then you get other tiers of managers who are submitting managers who work very similar to how agents work. And, and so if your agents are pushing you for a role, your manager will push you as well, because they might have a better relationship. And, and so you've got more people calling on your behalf, but then you get to a, a stage in your career where you're doing endorsements, you're traveling around the world, you're going to this premiere, you're doing this award show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then that's when a manager manages your career. So then the agent will just keep on pitching and pushing projects and, and getting you those projects. And the manager will manage and kind of like, will be like, I think this is good if we do this. I don't think that's the greatest thing. And will steer you to what's the best goal that you guys are achieving. So at what point in someone's career do you think it's time for them to get a manager, assuming they already have an agent? Well, sometimes it's always better to get a manager first, mm. just because a manager has great relationships. They already work with agencies and agents. They already have great ties with studios and execs and showrunners. So they can do a lot of the, the groundwork. And um, if you don't have an agent, then they will probably get you to have loads of meetings with people that they've worked with or really like. And there's a lot of value in those relationships. I actually got a manager first and worked and trusted her in all her choices of where she thought would be a good fit for me. And, and then we sort of conquered and knocked on those doors. Fascinating. So what is one thing that you see other actors doing in L.A.? that is ineffective waiting for the phone to ring because <laughs> sometimes it ain't gonna ring <laughs> right. you know you gotta make things happen i just feel that we're at such a great time with technology and and just the ease of being able to have equipment to to produce your own things to keep editing your own stuff to um take control to write to, to make short films, to get involved with other people that are doing things, to always be creative. Um, and it just feels that that's a little easier now than it has been um, for logistical sake or, or just the ease or the less expense of, of being able to get hold of um, great screenwriters or, or a DOP or 
or your friends who are doing a project and you want to be part of it. So I just feel that the more um, you are involved and the more hungry you are just to like do fun things, then you're always doing something and you never know where something's going to end up. Right. Like um, a few of my girlfriends like um, last year wrote shorts and now they're doing the whole sort of um, festival um, circuit. Fest- yeah, absolutely. Winning awards left, right and center because it was a quiet time. So it was like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. Um, what are some extracurricular activities that, that you practice when you're not out auditioning or, or working a job that, that actually helps you as an, as an actress? Um, one of my things is I, I do martial arts and boxing, so I keep those fresh. I'm always doing that. There's, I definitely auditioned for a lot more roles with those skills, so it's just keeping those skills sharpened. You know, going horse riding, you never know when you're going to need that. There's always the things that you can do that are quite fun, but you're just adding it to your resume of skills. Sure. Um, I also feel, you know, it's always good to kind of keep polished by going into um, some sort of acting class because it's all muscles and you want to kind of keep those muscles strengthened. So just always, always working out not waiting for the job to work out that that's when you don't work out. It's like going to the gym, you know, it's like you go to the gym every day, but when you're actually on set, you're not going to be able to do that. So it's all the in between times that I think is the vital times. Just read loads of books, always let your imagination play. I think that's something that actors forget to do because you end up reading so many scripts that it's like, I don't want to read a book, but it's like, that's when your imagination can play. And that's when you just bring that more to your work. Yeah, one of the first uh, guests I had on this podcast was Ron Morasco, who's this brilliant uh, actor and wrote a, a great book on acting. He's an author as well. He's published three books now. And he says that, uh, that he thinks that actors don't read enough. And I think that is really true. And I know that when I read good literature, I'm a huge Hemingway fan, and I read, I read Ernest Hemingway all the time, it inspires me reading brilliant passages and brilliant writing it inspires me to do better work right it's so true absolutely or going to museums and seeing that level of creativity and discipline and uh imagination i mean it 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 inspires me to do better in my art yeah it fills it fills up your psyche it just keeps filling the well exactly you know going to plays just con- like watching movies just just things, just living. And I, I think a lot of actors don't, I think they're almost too concentrated on their careers and they forget to live. They forget mm. to do other things and be happy what, in, in what they're doing, you know? Yeah, it's sometimes, um, it, it, it's almost like the work forms the person when it should just be, you know, the work is work and it's, part of you. It's not all of you. Exactly. Um, so moving on, what, what is your favorite and least favorite thing about this business of acting? Favorite thing, booking a job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The least favorite, the rejection. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, you, you get used to it. You just, you know, you just go and play and then you just like, let it go. But there are some sometimes when you just get a role and you just live it and breathe it and and it doesn't work out and it's it, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah. Because I think everything that you do, you always leave a little part of you. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's tough when you uh, – it's one thing to get an audition and then not get a callback or get a callback and then not get it. But when you're like all the way down the line <laughs> and then you get that call and it, you see it's your agent and you're like, this is either going to go one way or the other. Yeah, sometimes ignorance is bliss where you're just like in that limbo land because <laughs> your brain's just kind of – you've got all that creativeness of like, have I got it? Have I not? Da, da, da. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And the reality hits and you're like, yeah. <laughs> I know. So I have a question for you about Argo. Uh-huh. What is it like to act alongside the director of a film? Well, Ben Affleck was a complete riot to work with. He was so funny. He was just so chatty. He just knew what he was doing where it wasn't even like you were working with a director. He was just fully in the present moment in the scene, still looking at his monitor, but just so present that it was like, wow, what a multitasker. Really? Yeah. I loved it. I had a great time. And I just learned so much. And I was like, how do you make it look so easy? And he went, to be quite honest with you, it's all about the planning. It's all about the planning. And that takes the longest time. But once that's there, once you've got your team, you're on the same page, just flows. I'm like, all right, there you go. Huh. Wow. Mm. Tamina, thank you so much for being on this show. I'm, I got one last question for you. Go for it. What is the single best piece of advice you would give someone currently trying to make acting their lifelong career? Um, I would definitely, well, there's a few things. I would say just keep at it. Just keep finding the love for it. Um, just think about the the long haul, the longevity of it. Think about what you get when you read a script, what you get when you create a character, be challenged by it, learn something about yourself, and just really, really enjoy it. But don't give up. To learn more about Tamina, check out her IMDb page and website, taminasunny.com. I'd like to thank two listeners, usernames Pilakter15 and Zeltzering, for leaving me such nice reviews on iTunes last week. If you too find this podcast beneficial, please leave me a review and I will personally thank you on next week's episode. I'm Lee Foster. Thank you for listening.